What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. And grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober it up. Brandon and T comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassib. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those old stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do, hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception! All the way from New York City, Brent Burnbaum! <sighs> oh my God! What's up, dude? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me, Brent. Of course, thanks for coming on. Before we get too far into anything... Plug everything up front. You just launched a new podcast last week because this will come out next week. Okay. Um, let everybody know social media, everything like that. Let them know. Absolutely. Just launched the podcast called At Secret Identity Podcast. It is on YouTube. It is on Instagram. It is myself and Troy Bond. And we Hey, are- I know Troy. Oh, yeah. Troy, great guy. He hosted my very first industry Did he really? Ever. Yeah. Oh, made- him and I are both huge comic book nerds. Are you really? And yeah, like, okay. like to an enormous level. And Comic uh, books exclusively or all? All sorts of all sorts of pop culture, but really, we are feeling such fatigue from the Marvel movies, yeah. and the, we used to love them, and the DC movies, and it kind of brought us back to the comic books that we originally loved. Mm-hmm. And we're like, these are great. So every episode, we take a comic book we love, we break it down. Oh, that's awesome! It. Thank you. Yeah, because I was always a Star Wars guy, and I know Troy's kind of a real big yeah, into Star I'm, Wars. I yeah. like Star Wars. He's like next level. Yeah, Star yeah, Wars. me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, and then social media. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. So at um, at Secret Identity underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, and then my other plug is uh, I run an independent comedy show called At the Pregame Comedy. Okay. Uh, where's that at? That's uh, It's pop-up. So we're currently on hiatus looking for a venue. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it when that's on the rooftop. <laughs> okay. All right. And then your social media is? Oh, I'm at Brent Burnbaum on Instagram. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Dude, thanks I for appreciate having it. me. Yeah. We uh, met at uh, Broadway. We did. Pretty so recently. the listeners know. Yeah. I... Uh, because we were just talking about it before the mics went on, but I have been trying to get like into more clubs. Uh-huh. I made this horrible mistake when I first moved to New York where I was like, I've been doing comedy for like 10 years. Uh-huh. I'm just going to hang out at the stand in the cellar until someone goes, <laughs> hey, boy, oh, boy, this guy's got the goods. Get him up. This guy's got something. Yeah. So I, moxie. Th- I thought I would show up and the vice president of comedy would be like, hey, my, my guy, Brennan Tassif, she... <laughs> And that is not what happened. So I've spent two years hanging. And I've gotten up at both clubs, but I'm not either. obviously passed. So after about two years, I was like, all right, I need to do something else, which is why I re-auditioned at the industry room. Nice. And then Rich was nice enough to give me some spots out of that. And that's how you and I met. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. So I wanted to, because uh, this is the first time on the show. Um, and you and I, like we were just telling the listeners, we don't know each other that well. Right. So I wanted to get to know you a little bit, like how you grew up in New York. Correct? Yeah, I did. Good memory. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, 
You grew up inside Manhattan? Yeah. No, that's exactly it. I'm a native New Yorker. Okay. I grew up in Manhattan. My family's been in New York for like three generations. Okay. Uh, typical Jewish family fleeing Europe in the it. 20th century. Oh. I can say it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they are all from New York City. Okay. I grew up here. Love the city. Uh, left for college in Chicago. But Okay. Back. Yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, when, how long have you been doing comedy now? I've been doing comedy six years now. Okay. Yeah. And what, and I say, and my listeners are probably sick of me setting it up this way, but I think it's the best way to set it up, you guys. Comedy is such a niche thing. Stand-up comedy, totally. I mean, it's such a niche thing. But growing up in New York, obviously, there's a point of entry for it. But how did you specifically find stand-up? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you are a great host. Yeah, I try. <laughs> uh, my dad did stand-up when I was a kid. Get the fuck out of here <laughs> so he, he never did it like the way like you and i do it yeah. like he was dabbling in it okay he had like his midlife so he was a, a guy who did comedy he was a, guy a comedian who, he, yeah. was, he was a guy who did comedy God. and he's he's a super funny guy my dad like i love watching his stuff yeah uh, he's just got great timing but he started when he was 40 i was gonna say you said midlife crisis yeah so he had it a little early and he's an investment banker on wall street okay stuff. so he kind of was just like i want to try this exactly to say i I did it and, and you know how it is when you're breaking in you have to you have to do a lot of stuff like, yeah and then you yeah. move to a big city and then you have to do it all over again literally all over again and the cycle repeats itself i fucking hate it <laughs> but that's super cool so you knew about stand-up through your father exactly and i like i idolized my you dad get him up. on the podcast yeah i have to and uh and just like i always thought it was so cool that he did it and so when i graduated from college i moved to new york and moved uh, back yeah. moved back to yeah moved back to new york and started trying improv and it didn't it really always starts with improv. always starts it's the uh it's the gateway drug yeah See, I'm a purist. You're a purist. Went, yeah. went straight into stand-up? Right into stand-up. Oh, that's, I wish I did that. Well, it's because I only knew stand-up. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't find out about improv until after I had started doing stand-up. Oh, really? Like, I, I saw Whose Line Is It Anyway and stuff on TV, but I wasn't sure what that was. Like, mm -hmm. it didn't make sense to me. And I've said this a million times, but I'll let you know. My cousin introduced me to stand-up when I was 12. Uh -huh. And I would, wa I would record on VHS on my little VCR. I would record the Comedy Central Presents every Friday. Oh, that's awesome. So I would watch... Over and I still do it to this day. I'm obsessed with comedy. I love like there's a lot of comics where like I can't sit in the room. I can't watch. I love it. Mm -hmm. I've seen comic sets like ten or fifteen times in the last like couple of months, and I still when they come on, I'm like fuck yeah, totally. I just love it. And so I would watch Mitch Hedberg and Tom Rhodes, um, and like these other Greg Giraldo. I would see these comics and I'd be like, God, these are so funny. But like I love this because I was a really depressed, anxious kid, mm -hmm. and I would laugh and I'd be like, I can't believe these guys are making these people are making me laugh, right? And, but I was—I never thought I could do it. And then I saw Dane Cook rip his shirt off on the Comedy Central Presents and pour water on his head. And I go, oh, I want to do that. And, I, and I've actually talked to Dane about this. That was the reason. That, that watching that scene was the entire – changed the entire trajectory of my life. Really? That's the reason I got into stand-up. That's so cool. I saw that scene with the rock set behind him. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. And like yelling. And he's like, I always wanted to be a rock star. And I was like – Oh, I want to do that. Uh -huh. And then I started on the path to figuring out how to do stand-up. So I say all that to say that's not usual. Mm -hmm. And all the people I've interviewed in the almost 200 episodes I've done, the vast majority is either I wanted to be a comic actor mm -hmm. or I started an improv, right. which is bananas to me. Your dad was a stand-up. He was. He, he was the guy who did stand-up. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no, 
The reason I started with improv was it was kind of a vengeance type of thing. Okay. When I was in college, I didn't get into any of the improv groups when I auditioned. But why why improv? That's, I, I want to get to the root of that. Why even try it? They didn't really have a stand-up scene at yeah. my college. There was like – Yeah, in Chicago, there's a real there's a real lack of stand-up. There, is, it, it, at, at Nor- there wasn't a stand-up <laughs> group. I wasn't going to Zany's or I like – yeah. Know. I just when you said that I had to take that yeah, shot. No, that's fair. It was this was Evanston, Illinois. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will have you know. Um, so you wanted to get into something that had to do with being on stage and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I did a lot of theater growing up because okay. I wasn't having sex, and yeah. I was <laughs> Tom- tomato, 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 tomato. And uh, yeah, I didn't get into the, any of the improv groups in college, so I joined a fraternity, did all that stuff. But what kind of fraternity? Party uh, fraternity, black party fraternity. fraternity. Okay, <laughs> black fraternity. I was going to say Jewish, but I wanted to throw black in there first. <laughs> I uh I had bids at the Jewish fraternities. I, I went the opposite direction. Yeah. I went to like the most Gentile fraternity ever. What was it? It's called Sigma Chi. So I, who doesn't know Sigma Chi? <laughs> There's the 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 logo is a giant cross. Are you? <laughs> this was a huge win for the Jews that I got in. Surrounded it. by goys. All. Thank you for knowing Goya. Yeah. Wait, are you a member of the tribe? No, not at all. Oh, my girlfriend is, and Ari Shafir is one of my favorite comics. Oh. <laughs> so I learned a lot from his special Jew. <laughs> Have you seen it? I haven't. I learned a lot. And then I showed it to Tracy, my girlfriend, who's Jewish. And I was nervous because I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. She's going to love this or she's going to hate this and then hate me. <laughs> and she loved it. Oh. Ari's like her second favorite comic behind Jared. That's great. Yeah. So I was like, all right, win. <laughs> so you get there and you... Can't get into any of the improv groups. Uh-huh. You end up joining a fraternity. Uh-huh. I, we're going to get back to that. Put a pin in that because I want to. I want to focus more on your stand-up journey right now. Totally. So then you move back to New York, uh-huh. and what happens when you get back? We kind of started talking about it, and then we went off the rails. You want to keep doing improv, but you said it wasn't for you. Yeah, so because I didn't really do improv in college, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go through all the trainings here in New York. Yeah, I went it's the best the- place in the world to do it. Absolutely. I went to the People's Improv Theater, which is, uh, which is a great room, by the way. Yeah. And I uh, did all the levels there. I just didn't. I didn't vibe with the people doing improv as much. Was it the people or the improv itself? It like, was. It was both. Okay. Because I, I, I meet people and they're like, "Oh, I w- I'd rather be on stage by myself." Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought the teachers were amazing. Yeah. Like they were very talented. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out the improv teachers. But yeah, I think I didn't like the ethos of improv, where it was kind of a mindset. If you bombed on stage with improv, there was there was a lack of accountability. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like. I say oh, that all the time. Yeah, it's like it's not about making the audience laugh. It's about creating something bigger than ourselves. It's like, no, it's not. It's about making the audience laugh. It's so funny you say that because I feel that way about comedy, uh-huh. but with the caveat of the audience does need to laugh. Exactly. Because I talk about it all the time where – like, and I talked about this with – I'm going to pick this name up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Keegan-Michael Key who comes uh-huh. into my restaurant a lot. Uh, let me get that. Uh, <laughs> But we talked about this because got I got Dane Cook, Keegan Michael Key name drops so <laughs> you know, far. You know, you know. Uh, and it's funny because I just sent Dane a DM. Uh-huh. This is like in 2010, and he wrote me back. But technically, on paper, I can say, "Yeah, I talked to Dane about." Totally. This. <laughs> Same thing with Keegan. He comes into my restaurant. And he just wants to eat his dinner, uh-huh. but obviously sometimes we talk about comedy, and I can be like, "Yeah, you know, me and Keegan Michael Key, we talk comedy. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's a, it's like before. Oh, this is the boat to my yacht, actually." <laughs> but we had this discussion where I was saying, because Lenny Bruce is one of my heroes as right. well, and I was like, "You need to challenge the status quo. That is our job as right. comics to challenge the status quo, to challenge the norm in a funny way." Uh-huh. And 
I am very pretentious with that and I guard it very, I'm very protective of it. But also, I am not the kind of comic where if I get off stage and the audience didn't laugh, I'm like, oh, they just didn't get it. I'm right. like, that fucking sucked. Absolutely. So with improv, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is one of the beefs I've had towards improv was it's like, well, there's like you and five other people mm-hmm. and you're doing it off the cuff, which is incredibly difficult. But if you bomb, you have so many outs mm-hmm. to be like, oh, well, the, the audience, the, the the ideas. The other you, guy. Yeah. You didn't hold your end up. You didn't hold your end up. And it's like. That's not. I don't like that. I uh-huh. like being held accountable. And when you're on stage doing stand-up, you're 100% accountable. Absolutely. It's just you up there. Yeah. So then you decided, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Did you know you wanted to do something else in the arts? Yeah, I think so. I think I always wanted to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I've seen amazing improv troops. Yeah. Like, so, and I, I saw how good it could be. Mm-hmm. It just didn't come as naturally to me as stand-up. I started doing open mics. Okay. And I was like, this is a Was lot. this shortly after college then? This was How prob- long did you do improv? Because you said you did all the levels. How yeah, long? Yeah, I'd say it was about two years. Okay, and, and then you got into stand-up. Like, right after. Okay. Yeah, I started doing open mics at the theater that I was doing improv at. Okay. And it just came so much more naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You loved it. I loved it. Okay. And then when did you decide um, that you this is what you want to do? Um... Uh, I think because that adds a, yeah, no, it's a, a true crossroads that happens with all of us where it's either shit or get off the pot. Yeah. I mean, because I obviously still have a day job like yeah, most of yeah, us. Yeah, so but, do I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would say it was really coming out of the pandemic when I was okay. like, like, I always, before the pandemic, I thought of myself as someone who does comedy. Yeah. And then uh, after the pandemic, I thought of myself as a comic. Yeah. Okay. That's actually really revealing because- it's interesting you said the day job thing and because a lot of us, almost all of us have day jobs. Right. But it's so fascinating because I don't think any of us in that realm of like we're comedians, I don't think any of us think of ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody asks what I do, my first instinct is to say comedy mm-hmm. between the podcast and stand up and everything. And I don't get me wrong. I love my restaurant. I love my job. But also, I and I'm very, very good at it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where – I know, and I've come, I'm kind of down the rabbit hole now because I'm 35. So it's like, I'm not doing, like, it's like either I'm going to make it in comedy or I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Like, people tell me all the time, like, well, you should have, because I was supposed to go to law school and stuff. And they're like, oh, you should have a plan B. And I go, no, no, no. If you have a plan B, you never had a plan A. Mm -hmm. So it's comedy. That's what it is. It's comedy. But it's so bizarre because it's like, yeah, of course we have day jobs, but I don't even think of it like that. It's like, no, we, this is what we do. Uh, for you, living in New York, did you find it more difficult or less difficult to kind of break in? Because you're past now yeah. at clubs and you do stand-up. Yeah, of course. And, but that's a big deal. <laughs> like, you, people can laugh it off and be like, oh, well, it's not this club or it's not that club. But it's still – it's a big fucking deal. No, I appreciate that. It- I do open mics all the time and bar shows where we do – we're in New York City and I'm still doing shows where we have ambush comedy. You know what I mean? No, of Where course. it's like, oh, you guys like trivia? Yeah. Stay for the comedy show. And I did a like, bar show like that last week. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I love it. Don't get me yeah. wrong; I have nothing against it. But my thing is like, it takes a lot mm-hmm. to get. I go to open mics uh, and I see people I've never seen before who have right. been in the New York scene for years. So there's a lot of people out there, and yeah. not a lot of people can say, "Oh, I am past at this club." Mm-hmm. You know, how embarrassing it was when I first moved here, and guests would be like, "Oh, where can we see you?" And I was like, "Uh." Do you want to come to the industry or not the industry? Did you want to come to a Broadway comedy club at three o'clock on a Thursday for the open mic? You could see me there. Um, so that is a big deal. Uh-huh. So when when did that start happening for you? It was honestly after I did the industry room. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't get a residency when I first did it. I was so new into Fuck. comedy. 
Well, I wasn't but, that new, but, but I didn't get it either. <laughs> but I started. Uh, I uh, I I got like th- I got into the internship program yeah. where I would see people and get stage time from that, and that was that was the coolest thing to me. Like the fact that I could do this and get consistent stage time at a club. On How far are you show. in at this point? I am a. Less than a year. Right oh, now, okay. So like, yeah, you were ripping and running like, yeah, right out of the gate. Like, like yeah, probably. So like you did improv for two years, yeah. and then you about a year into comedy, you got the internship. Yeah, exactly. Because after that, I'd just been mics all the time, yeah. barking, bringer mm-hmm. shows, kind of all that stuff. And then when I started doing the internship, that's when I started meeting some of my closest friends in comedy, guys like Drew Beekler, mm-hmm. Troy, my buddy Spencer, I co-produced with Cody, who I know you yeah, on this. Love Cody. <laughs> Cody's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, so then, and that's another cool thing too is. And I've realized that just from the the few shows I've done so far at different clubs is that once you're on a show at a club, it's a totally different animal because mm-hmm. you're not at a mic. You're right. actually dealing with like these are we're all professional comics. Like we're here to do a job. Mm-hmm. But also like it's not like I've invited people onto the podcast and I've had people on the podcast. And I, I'm a big fan of mo- everyone I've had on like. I'm everyone will tell you I'm very warm. Right. There's some people where I invite them on and then we'll be talking. They go, yeah, I started comedy like six months ago. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I know. We all, we, we all feel tomorrow. that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. God. But I say that to say like, it's cool when you're at doing actual shows because it's like, oh, everyone here is like, this is what we do. Right. Like we all moved to New York to do comedy. Exactly. So it's like a different kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a different kind of expectation. It's a totally different ethos. Yeah. And that's so cool that you got to do the internship program and then meet all of these comics. Some yeah. of whom are like Troy's fucking gigantic oh, now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. He's a fucking monster out there now. With him, it was always, uh, it was always a when, not an if. Like, yeah. He just, he just had something. He was just so talented. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is it's funny because I'll meet people and I'm sure you get this a lot where they find out you do comedy and they go, oh yeah, that totally fits. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you're, you're great. You're hilarious. And you're like, okay, I still, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to keep pushing. Oh yeah. It takes one compliment from a guest at my restaurant to be like, yeah, I could see that you're really funny. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to quit now for six more months. And it's also, it's also the adverse too, because you can get so many compliments, but it's the insults that stay with you. <sighs> I was on a uh, first date with a girl yeah. and this is, I, I'm maybe uh, probably a year into comedy at this point, And she <laughs> goes, it's so interesting that you do stand-up comedy because you haven't made me laugh once. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, you suck. <laughs> You go, yeah, you're not my demographic, you <laughs> fucking whore. I told her that I was fake. I'm like, it's interesting because I fake laughed at all your jokes. And she's like, no, you haven't. I go, <laughs> and she goes, that's your fake laugh? <laughs> um, was she a goy? She was a Jew. Oh, uh, I know. She was a member of the that's tribe. disappointing. That can make my girlfriend laugh. Sometimes I do inappropriate things. Though. Like I'll say way too, because she's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I will say the way too inappropriate thing. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I got to remember, not in the same world that I live in. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, of course. Because like she'll laugh. And then like I remember I said something and I, I turned to her. And then I had to get serious for mm-hmm. a second. I was like, listen, comedy is how is my coping mechanism. Right. So I understand that that wasn't funny to you. But that's a hilarious joke. Uh-huh. Also, you're not drinking. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're sober fine. now. <laughs> Everything's good. This is your vice. Yeah. We'll do a fucking Gaza joke here and there. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um so then you get the internship, you start meeting other comics and right. stuff. And then from there, 
uh, you just were like, all right, we're in it, we're doing it. Yeah, I think so. I just, I just loved it so much. Yeah. I, uh, and then you know, you followed like that path. Like, oh, yeah. I met my buddy Spencer. We started producing together, and I work in marketing for my day job, so I was able to kind of carry over some of those skills to producing, like figuring out uh, PR relationships, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like and stuff. So like that. with your day job, we don't have to get too far into it because I know that's like separate <laughs> from the comedy world. But I'm very interested in this because my older sister <laughs> works in marketing. Yeah. And I've met people who do comedy who are in marketing. Is it is there a direct correlation between studying marketing and then like as a comedian, like marketing yourself? Or is it a different set of skills entirely when you're talking about companies yeah. versus people? I think there's definitely some overlap. I, I feel that's something that I honestly need to do a better job of yeah. is like – Knowing how social media works, but not knowing how to apply it to myself. Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, yeah, after playing college football and stuff, I'm like, well, yeah, I know how to get shredded and eat healthy. I just right. don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I could tell someone else. <laughs> you have how to the do playbook it. for yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm not going <laughs> to do it. All right, so I wanted to get into some of the, you sent me a list of stories, yes. which I definitely want to talk about. But, um, a couple of things I wanted just to get as far as like background, because you mentioned your freshman year of college uh -huh. when you went to Northwestern. North. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking smart guy over here. <laughs> Go purple people eaters. Uh, wow. Well, you know us. Yeah. yeah. I uh, love, uh, pardon the interruption, and Mike Wilbon is oh, uh, yeah. esteemed. All those guys came from Medill. They came from where? Medill. That's like the journalism school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, God, you went to North fucking Western. Go Cats. Yeah, smart guy. Um, So when did you – because you have a story here about your freshman year, which mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about. Right. But when did you first start drinking? I first started drinking my freshman year of high school. Okay. Like, but very, like, not – Did you go to a, a all-boys Jewish school? No. <laughs> That's a great question. No, I went to. Uh, That's a thing. Yeah, no, it totally is. God, you threw. By the way, you laughed. I was like, "Fuck, am I racist?" No, what no, not at all. No, people just am expect I anti that. I'm, I'm honestly not that religious, even though I radiate Judaism. So, yeah. like, uh, but I went to Bronx. More Science. culturally, it's, yeah, more cultural. Exactly. If I have a nickel for every time, I've heard that like nine times in the last. Welcome two days. to Manhattan. Just in the last two days. <laughs> Like, I'll mess with Tracy about that. I go, you can't eat that. And she goes, it's more of a cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, cultural, okay? There's a, there's a difference listen there. Listen here, okay? <laughs> it's more of a cultural thing. Morty. That's all Kyle. <laughs> Oi. I'm big. <laughs> Wait, I'm not allowed to do that. You can do that. I'm not allowed. I give you permission to do it. Cut it. <laughs> As my friend Zach Vandegrift says, clip it. <laughs> so, freshman year of high school. Yes. You went to, you're from the Upper West Side. I'm from Midtown, okay. but uh, nah, but I was, that I, was I was being serious. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I I went to high school in the Bronx, Bronx Science. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh wow. That's but it was like a big academy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like one of the. That's the thing that uh fucking Spider Man's based off of, isn't it? Wow. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it's based off. I actually uh. You think you're the only fucking nerd? You know your nerd shit. If I'm not wearing my own merch, it's a graphic tee of some sort. Fun fact about that: so in the Spider Man Homecoming movies, the ones with Tom Holland, yeah, they use an exposition device, uh, like a school TV show to kind of talk about the news. It's like a very awkward school show where they give announcements. Mm -hmm. And they base that off the Bronx Science school news show Wolverine TV. Oh, wow. And that was created by me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're famous, dude. <laughs> I mean, did, I don't want to brag. Did DC reach it's out? No, it's no DC. DMing Dane. But. Did, did Marvel reach out? Did you get paid for that? No, 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 no. It's, but I, I, when, when I, we're clipping this whole thing and I'm sending it to Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus, Marvel, the whole universe. I want my residuals. Yeah. Are you, I gotta, I don't even know how to write that in the notes. Uh, famous and Spider Man. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so that was something you started at that school. I started that when I was in high school because I was uh, I was the the kid in high school who did like all the extracurriculars. Like, yeah, like if you ever seen Rushmore. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Like like that. Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So none of the sports ones. Were none of the. Sp- I actually ran track. But did you really? Yeah, but I was you like liar. I, I I was thinner back then. <laughs> no, not only that, it's just you know, not a not an athletic people. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> well, that's why that's why we ran distance. <laughs> Had all that training. We can't, like, we can't run fast, but we can run, run at long. an even pace over oh, yeah. a long period of time. Yeah, you did it for like 40 years. Exactly. You had all that training, man. Yeah. Um, the desert. So, <laughs> you want to talk about heat training. <laughs> so you do, you go to the Bronx Science, uh-huh. which is a very, obviously we've established a very esteemed school mm-hmm. here in the city. And then from there, like how... I want to know this because I'm assuming it's a lot of like as a nerd, I'm going to say this, a lot of nerds. Yeah, yeah, totally. So how does like drinking come up? Because Mm -hmm. I've talked about this before. I've had a lot of theater kids on the show, obviously, because they translate into stand up. How does like is it like we're just going to fucking party or like how does it happen? Yeah, I think it's a gradual progress. Like we don't we didn't have like big giant house parties. because We were in the city. So it was whenever someone's parents were out of town. And uh, because like five or six of you in an apartment, yeah. Or? And because it was a school for nerds, like at a normal high school, I would not have been cool. Yeah. But at Bronx Science, I was at least in the upper oh, tiers of coolness. Yeah. Because I was like, I was, I was like, always making people laugh and doing theater, which again, in another high school, would have me shoved in a locker. But at Bronx Science, like, oh, this guy does student government. He's pretty all right. <laughs> Like, yes. I did the school announcement, so I got invited to every party. They're like, we want to have the announcement guy there. Yeah, you're the voice. I was the you voice. You were the voice, and then later on, you created the television show. Exactly. You are Bronx Science. I am Bronx Science. My dad went there. My grandparents went there. My sister. We had a his long father, legacy. His father before him. And his father before him was a farmer, but... <laughs> but, you know. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So, and this is... I find this fascinating, because I went to a public school... In Florida, okay, Central Florida, more specifically, thirty six hundred kids, mm-hmm. um, and I was in the IB program, which mm-hmm. is the International Baccalaureate program. It's like the hardest classes you can take right. in the world. Strong flex, take that, Brock Science. <laughs> um, it's literally an international program. But I went to this school because of that. But my school, because it was so big, mm-hmm. you had a lot of nerds. NIB, but they were the fucking cool nerds, like right. the ones who played guitar and like you know what I mean, totally. Like, but they were also super smart, but they were also very, like, uh, very artistic for being as smart as they were. Artistic? Then, yeah, both. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, and then you had, like, the, the the jocks, and then mm-hmm. you had, like, the regular, like, burnouts and the Heshers and stuff like that. So I was bullied relentlessly by the other football players uh-huh. because I was a nerd, uh-huh. but also I didn't hit my growth spurt until I was – so I'm saying all so that to say – were you like, a football player though? Yeah, yeah. I played football yeah. my entire life. I started playing football in seventh grade, uh-huh. but I was always the runt of the team because I didn't hit my growth spurt until I was a senior in high school. So I used to get the shit kicked out of Aren't me. running backs usually shorter though than most Well, I played offensive line in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I played fullback in college was because I was too small to play offensive line mm-hmm. at a D1 school. So there were – it was the only school in the state. It was the only school in the country that still ran a pro style offense that was close to home, but also was a Division one school. That's right. why I went there. Um, but I was relentlessly bullied. So I'm trying to translate this in my head to from your experience. Had I gone to a school like yours, or like if my school was just IB and you took everyone else out of it, 
You're saying I could have been like king shit. You would have been like homecoming king and prom king. Like, did all you get? The, did you? Were you on the homecoming court and stuff? I we didn't have homecoming at the oh, but if we did, I was I, gonna yell. Oh yeah, fuck off! Are you kidding? <laughs> you were like the king of that. School. I know. I know. I was. I was almost president of the school. I was disqualified in a cheating scandal. Oh my god! We got to <laughs> talk about that. I know we're supposed to be on drinking stories now, but what happened? It was a stupid nonsense rule, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm not bitter. When I was a sophomore, I ran for a student government position called like school leadership team representative. Okay. I crushed the election. I so, won in a landslide. <laughs> of course you did. Of course I did. I was king of the school. So this is this is sophomore this year. This is sophomore year. And you're just running for basically like a, a state representative Exa- position. Base, exactly. Yeah. And so, but because I won that with so much ease, everyone in the school knew me. So I'm like, of course I'm going to run for president. Yeah. Why and, not? Uh, I had to edit some stuff out of here. Uh, the story still kind of makes sense the way it is, but if you're wondering if it skipped or something like that, it did not. It's been slightly edited. If you want the whole story, subscribe on Patreon. I had an unept, not I, voted initially, for. Initially, I was like, that's a silly rule. And so I yeah. went to the principal, and the principal's like, YouTube and Facebook are the same thing. And so they disqualified him too. Oh, so nobody. So they made the VP president. But I got to keep my old position. Uh, the VP's just sitting in the back waiting for all the dust to settle. Exactly. <laughs> just slipped right in there. Minding, minding his time. He, uh, he ended up going to, I think he went to Yale. Like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's no Northwestern. It's but no Northwestern. We'll give it to him. So you said freshman year. So you guys would all just get together and like hang out at apartments when people were out of town? Yeah, pretty much. Did, so it never got too out of control? Not really, no. I was like, going to say, because it seems like a play it safe kind of crowd anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because again, the, the, the cool people were still all nerds yeah like uh and i remember i can't get over that dynamic oh yeah the first time that seems I, so cool to me where i could like oh yeah we're all the same here you would have been a god like that seems i wish i could go back in time <laughs> all right enough about that so when did so it never got out of control mm-hmm. um did you always have your sights set on going to like a a, a a bigger school because northwestern is yeah. not technically ivy league but it's it's up there yeah i really wanted to I like I wasn't that inve- I always wanted to go to a good school, but yeah. I wasn't necessarily invested in going to an Ivy. I really wanted to leave New York for college. Did you apply to any Ivies? And I actually applied to Northwestern early. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, did you get into any Ivies? I yeah. I don't, who know? Who knows what would have happened? God, that would have been cool to know. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Um, so you get you apply to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You get in. Now this is gonna take us to the first story that you sent yes. me, which is the freshman year story. Uh-huh. How far? It, so when you go, are you going fall or summer semester? I am going fall semester. Okay, so you're going right. So you high school ends. Mm-hmm. You spend the summer at home. Mm-hmm. Anything crazy happen then? Or you Not just, really. Yeah, you just I got ready. walking pneumonia. Um, well, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> You guys in your ailments. <laughs> you're studying marketing. You should be going to medical school, right? <laughs> We need another lawyer. Um, I'm going to get fucking my girlfriend's going to kill me. Uh, So you get to Northwestern in the fall semester. When you show up, you're living on campus, I assume, as a freshman. That's right. And are you like, what's the vibe when you get it? Because Northwestern, while it's a good school, Uh this isn't you're not in Kansas anymore. This isn't like a friendly confines of I reign over this whole school, even though yeah. I am a nerd as well. Yeah. Northwestern's got like legit like athletes. Yeah, no, it's a Big program. Ten school. Yeah, 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 it's a Big Ten school. So when you showed up, were you out of your element or were you super excited? Like take us through that. Yeah, uh, I was out of my element only in the sense that like they put me in like some random dorm. Like I knew That's I wanted I was to be in a fraternity. Yeah. And like there was like the dorms for the people that wanted to like rush frats and like who were like athletes. Yeah. And they put me in a dorm with like 
just these people that were obsessed with movies and they saw your last name. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I love movies too, but yeah. like these people like never wanted to go out. They wanted to stay inside at like every weekend. So they put you in like a, the nerd dorm. They put me in the nerd dorm. Whereas your personality and what you were trying to accomplish was more suited for the the athlete. Right, jacket, exactly. Like, let's go. You're ambitious. You're right. like, and because I was a cool nerd it. in high school, I was like, I should be in like the cool dorm. And they're like, <laughs> no, this is where you belong. No. <laughs> I should be over there yeah. with the fucking football players, right. man. Do you remember in Animal House, like when they, uh, oh yeah. yeah, when they like come to like the uh, the cool fraternity <laughs> and they just walk walk them into the rooms with the rejects over and over <laughs> yeah. again. That's what it was like. So you get there, and uh-huh. then so you so obvious because this is interesting to me because uh-huh. the listeners know this already. But my first experience when I got to college was I met the pirate Sean Michael Murphy, and we immediately started partying like that day. Uh-huh. As soon as my uncle left and his dad left, he's like, "Yo, do you want to get high?" And I was like, "I don't smoke." He's like, "Well, then let's go drink." And like that was within the first six hours of being at school. Right for you. Because, and I've heard lots of stories like that from other people. Like I showed up and someone cracked a beer, and it was nine thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But for you, it was not that experience no. at all. I was like, let's crack a beer. Were and you pissed? I was furious. I yeah. was like, are you shitting me? And then there were like two guys in the dorm who ended up like joining the fraternity I joined with me. How and many people are in the actual dorm room? There are probably 150 people in the dorm. In the dorm itself? Yeah. And then how many people are like, so it's all obviously broken up into floors. How many people are in your actual room? Is in it my just room, you? it's just me and one other guy. Okay, so you're yeah. sharing a room. Yeah. Because when I first got there, I was staying in the student apartment. So we all shared a kitchen and a living room, but then four of us had our own separate room. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was fucking sick. <laughs> Building 60 shots out. Um, Let's fucking go. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so much fun. So you are living. The guy you're living with is yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. he's not he's not. No, he's like level. not looking to go out at all. He just wants to watch Fight Club over and over again. It's the same person. It's the same person. I get it. Yeah. It's super cool. Love yeah. the movie. It's the same guy. Yeah. Newsflash. Edward Norton is Brad Pitt. Sorry to spoil Sorry, it for everybody. Sorry to spoil the uh, 25-year-old yeah, movie. God. So so what did you do when you first get there? So when I like, first- Like, what's your instinct? So uh, there was a guy who I went to Bronx Science with who yeah. who also was a nerd, but he just- He really wasn't that different for me, but somehow- Did he you guys was, party together at Bronx Science? We didn't. Somehow he wasn't able to cross over into the cool kids group. Like okay. he, Even though we were like the same guy, he was just on the nerd side. Yeah. And so he was in that cool dorm. And so I would get invited to all the parties from him, through him, and he would always say the same shit to me. He goes, he goes the roles have reversed. He goes, he goes, I, you're relying on me now. Say, Shut up. Yeah, I was like, fuck you, man. I'm still way cooler yeah, than but you. But I was also still so dependent on him. For yeah, my you have plans. to be because you can't. That's the cool thing about college, but it's also the bad thing is like you become so initiated and like so ingrained in right. your actual group, uh-huh. like your dorm unit. Like who did I just had uh, uh, John Weiss uh, brought, who's a very uh, talented uh, musical artist uh-huh. on. He's going to come out next week, but uh, or this past week, he was just on the show. He was talking about how like everything he did in college was with the people on his like dorm and then right. the floor. But for you, that's and same thing for me. But for you, that would be totally fucked. Mm-hmm. So you had to have this buddy. I had a cousin tell me before I started college 
your first semester friends are not going to be your friends. Your second semester friends, those are going to be your friends for life. So yep. that gave me solace. Okay. Yeah. So then what happens? So, uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> what happens is I'm so reliant on him for social plans. He introduces me to the fraternities. We start rushing together. Yeah. And one of the fraternities lodge, which I didn't end up joining, they're having a huge kind of blowout party. And, and this is first semester freshman year. This is first semester freshman year, and they have all these. Uh, they have Jello shots. I never had Jello shots before yeah. in in, um, in high school, and I get hammered. I'm drunker. Like yeah, Jello shots I, is like a big ten. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not blackout drunk, but I'm hammered. Like, yeah, this is the drunkest. So how I've does ever it start? You show up. It's it's is it a house? It's yeah, at a house. And, uh, and so we, it's at a frat house. You show up. We and show then... up, and we had to say the name of uh, of like an older guy, and because he was in the cool dorm, he had access to like those names. So, because this is. I know we're just kind of brushing over yeah. it, but these details I'm obsessed with because I remember what it's like. I still know what it's like when I show up to a club mm-hmm. and I look around and there's all these big name comics that I don't know really well. I've already met one time or I don't know at all. Right. And you kind of look around and you're – I say it all the time. Still, when I go to the Olive Tree, which is a part of the cellar to like just go get food, I still feel like I'm trying to sit at the fucking cool kids table. Totally. And I'm on the other side, mm-hmm. like not even near the comics. And I'm like, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. So for you, going to this party, that's a huge thing. It was, yeah. You only know this one other guy, Mm -hmm. and he happens to maybe know a name. You Mm -hmm. don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. So you just show up Mm -hmm. to this huge house party. And what, like, what, take us through it. Like, you walk up the steps and someone's like, yo, 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 like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what happens? So we, yeah, we get there and we actually get in pretty seamlessly. Okay. And it's just like, the ratio is amazing. Do you have to say the name before? We have to say the name. Who do you say the name to? I, we said it to Was the guy, guy at the door. Yeah, or? there's always, at, at every frat, there's always a guy at the door. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And so they were like, okay. And they let us in because it was just two of us. We didn't have like a huge group of guys. Yeah. And because they like those ratios. They love the ratios. And we're, just ha- and we're having a great time. Yeah, it's good for roofing. Absolutely. <laughs> Nailed that. See, he teed it up and then I hit it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were we're just like partying around, just having a great time. I'm doing jello jell- shots, doing jello shots. We get separated, and I'm talking to this girl, and she is beautiful, like just a perfect tan, looks like Catherine Heigl. Oh shit! And we're we're vibing. We're like really vibing. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, we're too old to say we're vibing. Yeah, no, no, we're not. We're not old enough to say we're vibing. <laughs> Vibing, that's like something people say in their, like, 50s. They're vibing. Really? I don't know. I always think the other way. <laughs> vibing. 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 I love to vibe with... Oh, vibing is, is vibes my favorite. Crazy. Good. Your you, son. You know. Fuckhead that he is. <laughs> Five years, I vibed with this watch on my ass. Hey. Ow. Ow. I don't... Ow. That's all my Christopher Walken. It's just ow. It's just a lot of it's just a lot of onomatopoeia. Yeah, it's the, yeah. It's that, and then quoting true romance. Oh, your yeah. son, fuckhead that he is. <laughs> so you're vibing. We're vibing. Ow, you're vibing in the vibing. party. I was like, pretty lady. It's good to meet you. <laughs> uh, that's the clip. <laughs> we're just hitting it off, and like. And she says, hey, like, uh, why, don't, why don't we go get another drink? And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So we go to get some more Jello shots. And That's not another drink. I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 18, I'm 18 you, years old at the time, so I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I thought I was closing the door lightly of the room we were leaving, but I accidentally slam it. And the whole party just looks at me. Because oh, I slammed the door. Yeah, yeah, in their house. Yeah, in their house. And this one frat brother who's like small, he's like 
built, but he's also like five six. He's yeah, that's why he's dude. built. Yeah, exactly. He's like he looks at me and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" He goes, "Did you just slam that door?" And I was like, "I'm so sorry, man. I thought I was closing it. I I didn't mean to slam it." He goes, "He goes, you thought you were closing it and you slammed it by accident? What are you, an idiot? Are you a fucking idiot?" And he turns to his friend. He goes, "This guy's a fucking idiot." And you the, didn't just walk away, did you? I I was walking away, and the Catherine Heigl girl goes, "Wow, that guy's such a dick." And because I'm hammered, I go, yeah, hey, dick. And he. T- oh, no. You're at his house. He turns around immediately. He goes, what'd you say? I was like, what? Because you're 18. He's probably like a 26 year old senior. <laughs> He's probably 20, but yeah. 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 And when you're that age, 20, when you're that age, well 20, 26, exactly. Yeah. And he's looking at me. He goes, did you just call me a dick? And I was like, I don't know. Did I? And I'm thinking to myself, why am I talking like this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? And his buddy who's next to him, who's like a smaller guy, like who's like taller, but like much slighter. Yeah. He's like, you going to let that guy talk to you like that? He goes, he goes, dude, he goes, why are you talking to me like that? He goes, he goes, you want to go? And I was like, bring it on, bitch. What? And I'm as I'm saying it, I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? You can't fight. And she, the girl next to me is smiling too. Yeah, she, <laughs> she is. But I've never been into a fight before. Yeah, you don't say. And then. The guy who went to Northwestern from Brock Science never been in a fight. <laughs> and so the, in Midtown. In Midtown Manhattan. It's a tough life, but someone's got to live it. <laughs> so this this frat dude who I challenged to a fight's like, okay, you and me outside. I gotta go. Let's go fucking go. Yeah, I'm still yeah. confident. I'm thinking you're not small. You like, are, you're not you're not Yeah, no, I'm not like a tiny guy, but yeah, I, you're like I, six I feet tall. Five eleven, but <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> on, on Tinder, I'm six feet to quote little Dicky. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so we step outside, and as as we're going outside, I'm thinking to myself, "How the fuck am I going to get out of this?" So okay, so you know you've made a horrific. I know I've made judgment. a horrific mistake. Yeah, like it's. I knew I was making the mistake while I was shit talking him. Yeah, but I just couldn't stop. And I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> I have that bit about putting my head through that guy's window, but it's like, <laughs> like I do it, and and the joke I say I, I was not conscious, but I wasn't. And these guys rush out of the car, and in my head I'm like, why did you do that? Like now you have to fight three people. Right. Like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, so for you, like you're that. walking out, and you're like, what have you done? Exactly. What? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm taller than this guy. He's got more muscles than me, but I've got like five, six inches on him, especially like, of reach. Yeah. yeah just, exactly. Yeah. Just got to keep my distance. But I'm like, you know what? Let's see if I can just diffuse the situation. So we get out there, and the door closes. It's outside. It's just me and him. And oh no! No one, no one else came out. Like, cause he actually said he goes, he goes, I got. He goes, you stay here, enjoy the party to his buddy. He goes, I'm going to take care of this guy, and he goes. So we get outside, and it's just me and I'm him. I'm going to take care of this guy, <laughs> and I'm like, and it's about to happen. I'm like, dude. I'm so sorry. This is your house. Like, I I did not mean to start up with you. I'm just hammered. I was trying to impress a girl. I'm really sorry. And then he extends his arm, and he but he puts his hand on my shoulder. He goes, no, man. I'm sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> what just happened? And I'm thinking that in my head. I was like, what? And he goes, he goes, you're a freshman. You're just trying to have a good time. I started up with you. I was just trying to impress my brothers. All you did was close the door, and I just got in your face. And I'm like, dude, it's not a big I'm like, What is happening? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, dude, it's not a big deal. He goes, it is a big deal. He goes, I'm a junior. I should know better. He goes, who am I to just be ruining your night? He goes, you seem like a great guy, honestly. Yeah. He goes, Give you say, yeah, I'm the king of the fucking That's Bronx. right. See, I was king of the fucking Bronx. I was the voice of God there. He goes, give me your number. He goes, I'll 
I'll let you know about some of our upcoming parties. Go back in. Enjoy yourself. Wow. Yeah. That is astonishing. Yeah. In all my years doing this show, all the fights <laughs> I've been in in my life, I did not see that coming. Neither did I. I was so hyped. Oh, my God. So what did you do? You go in and party? I just went back in. Did the, you the go, girl, meet nah, with she, she, she left at that point. Nah, fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> God, that's insane. But I was just on such a high. I was like, fuck, I thought I was going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. Well, speaking of high, I wanted to ask you about the dinner party. Yes. I got to get my pen because I threw it in amazement. Uh, So at this dinner party. So Mm -hmm. when did you uh, discover that you had this issue, the medical issue? The uh, the thyroid issue? Yeah. Yeah. So that happened during like coming right out of the pandemic. Like, So you went through college and partied and did all that stuff. mm -hmm. And never had an issue. Never then, had an issue. Never had an issue with my thyroid or anything like that. And then during the pandemic. During the pandemic, I started losing like all this weight. Yeah. And my blood. I you were going to say, I started drinking yeah, every day. Every day. I smoked weed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I started losing all this weight and I wasn't exercising because I'd hurt my knee running. And I. <laughs> you could have just said I wasn't. My, my, no one's going to judge you. My, my Oscar Schlatters was acting up. <laughs> oh, God. You guys and your ailments. <laughs> My girlfriend all the time. My sciatica. This, this, this hurts. That hurts. My nose is stuffed. Ah, my nose is running. I don't know. Perpetually. I don't understand it. You guys have gotten through so much. I know. It's amazing. And your bodies are always falling apart. We use our minds. <laughs> oh, that got me. So... You hurt your knee, so you're yeah. not running. You're knee, losing all this I'm weight. losing all this weight. My blood pressure is through the roof. Like yeah. I'm so anxious. I can't. Sl- I can't sleep. I'm having night sweats. And people, I keep seeing people because we're coming out of the pandemic. This is like early 2021. Yeah. And people are like, you look amazing. I'm like, it's crazy because I've never felt worse in my life. Yeah, I'm dying. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it was horrible. And but I just kept losing weight, and I was like, I'm like, but I, I didn't even question that something could be wrong with me. I'm like, yeah. I'm not exercising. I've lost 25 pounds. I'm like, that makes sense. I'm awesome. I've been eating better. Yeah, and I wasn't. No, but in your head, yeah, exactly. You're like, you're like, yeah, I did only eat like twice yesterday. I said to myself, I'm like, I've been city biking a lot, but I was using the e-bike. Yeah, yeah of course. So that's not an exercise. So you go to the doctor, and they're like, yeah. oh, you have a thyroid. Issue. Yeah, my blood pressure was like through the roof, and they're like, you, they're like, this is kind of abnormal, and like I had to get like. Wasn't like, it when you went to the doctor? Was it an emergency situation? No, I just went for a checkup. Okay, yeah, but like no one was like, like they didn't see your blood pressure and be like, oh my god. No, that's exactly yeah. When they saw my blood pressure, they're like, this is kind of abnormal. They okay. gave me like an EKG. They're like, this is like pretty abnormal. Something's wrong. And they gave me like an echocardiogram of my heart, and everything was normal there. So like, okay, so your blood pressure's off, but your heart is normal. And they're like, so that usually is an indication the thyroid is off. Okay. Yeah. So then they told you you weren't allowed to drink anymore. Yeah. So I had to get on medication. And for like the four months when I was on the medication, or actually no, it was six months, I couldn't drink at all. Like, oh, so you could because it was because I'm assuming the medication does a deal on your liver. Yeah, that's that's well, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, so they're like, don't you don't want to covering alcoholic? Liver. I have done quite a deal on my liver. Thank you. <laughs> so they're like, you don't want to fuck with your liver. Like, uh, so yeah, I couldn't drink. Actually, at all. do you want to hear a secret? What's that? You can fuck with it. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Doesn't it regenerate? Yeah, it's yeah. the only organ in the body that regenerates, that's and it's also one of the biggest organs in the body, and it's also one of the most resilient organs in the body. Oh wow. Yeah. I did not expect to learn this much about my liver on this podcast. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, as someone who woke up in a hospital by being told by a doctor I should be dead, and my like organs started to shut down on my last drunk. Trust G- me. Oh, oh, so yeah. So you're sober for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're good. 
I understand why they say that because people will abuse it totally. and then like you get hammered and then your liver will shut down and then you're fucked. But like you could have a drink or two. Absolutely. So for a thyroid situation, you only have to take the medication for four months. Yeah. So I well, I actually I ended up taking the medication for because it looks year. like you're it looks like you're you look yeah, healthy. Yeah, like back to normal. No, yeah, thank yeah. you. Like uh, so, I took it for a year, but I took like an intense version of it for like four months. Okay. Yeah. And then. Tell me about the dinner party. Yeah, so basically, I couldn't drink at all. I was drinking like Heineken Zeros, like, but I could smoke weed. Yeah. And honestly, I prefer doesn't weed. go through the liver. Yeah, it doesn't go through the liver. I prefer weed to drinking anyway. Like, yeah. So I'm going to this like super like kind of bougie dinner party that my college friends put together, fraternity brothers. Uh, I joined. I did end up joining a fraternity. Yep. Not the, not not the one where the guy tried to fight me. No, you ended up joining uh, Sigma Chi. Sigma Chi. That's right. And so uh, my Sigma Chi uh, buddy and his wife, they uh, God Sigma Chi frat bros from Northwestern. Those have got to be some powerful people. Now. Yeah. How they, old are you? I'm thirty. Okay, so yeah. those yeah by now they've got to be mm-hmm. like yeah, executives and junior execs, all and executives, like and, people working in finance, yeah. consulting, things like that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Do you know anybody who works in agencies? Like talent agencies? Yeah. No. Damn it. <laughs> you're like, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Ad agencies. Yeah, right? <laughs> you're, hey, looking at, you're looking at one. You're looking at him. So you go to this dinner party for your frat. So it's not like a it's not like a girlfriend's parents kind of a thing. It's like right. your, people your age, your friends. Yeah. Where is it at a home? It's at a home. Yeah. They just bought a place. They're like really got like their, a par- st- their in shit In the city together. or out of the city? Uh, in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. So it's an actual house. It's, it's not like, an apartment. It's an apartment, but okay. it's like a nice apartment. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, and it's yeah, like we, a, we're tracking. We understand. Yeah, it's a nice apartment. Yeah, they're the Northwestern executive. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, it was like a cocktail theme party. They were going to make different rounds of cocktails, and I couldn't, I couldn't drink them because yeah. I couldn't drink. And so I brought a tin of Camino uh, edibles, okay, which are just like only five milligrams, but they're like, but they're potent. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I don't want to be the one guy who's high at this dinner party while they're all just like enjoying these drinks. Just sipping on cocktails. Just sipping on cocktails. So I'm like, you guys are all taking edibles. And like, I'm like, I brought enough for all of you. And they're like, fuck yeah, we're down. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, they were all super down for it. They didn't, because I'm like, it's only five milligrams. And I guess they didn't expect it to be that potent. I didn't either. Yeah. And so. Well, it's like a concentrated five milligrams. It really is. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. And we didn't make it to any of the cocktails. (laughs) We only got like one of the courses of dinner. It was oh, like spaghetti Brent, that was like pre-made, <laughs> and we all loved the spaghetti because we were high out of our minds. Yeah. So what ended up? You guys just all hung out. And we were all just hanging out. Like people were just like rolling on the floor laughing. We tried to play like charades. We couldn't do that. Oh my god. Uh, my buddy's wife, uh, like she's trying to she's trying to cook, and meanwhile I'm like talking to her about this new anime show I'm watching. <laughs> And she's like trying to be really polite. She's like, Brent, I'm trying to cook here. I'm like, no, no, but you don't understand. Like when Aaron Yeager finds out that he's a Titan, it completely changes the game. <laughs> oh, my God. And then her husband, who's supposed to be helping her cook, yeah. he's like very invested in what I'm saying. Oh, so he's in it. He's like, man, I want to watch this anime now. Is he an anime guy? No, not at all. He's just really high. <laughs> You're a salesman, dude. That's what you do. <laughs> exactly. God. So the so you are as you mentioned, you like weed more than you like drinking. I do, yeah. When did you first start smoking? I first started smoking, I think my senior year of high school. Okay, so it took you a little longer to get there, yeah. but then you like it better. It was like, you know, the the stuff growing because you're 35, I'm 30, like yeah. similar generation. I feel like there was a lot more propaganda around weed when we were growing oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was ter- I remember it was funny because I remember when I got to college and I met Murph and mm-hmm. he was the, brought up the weed thing. And I was like, oh, no, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. 
And one of it was because I was an athlete, but two of it was kind of like, no, like weeds for like the, the bad kids. Right. Like, I'm, yeah. And that, cause of the propaganda you're talking about. And then I remember the first time I saw Coke mm-hmm. and I was like, again, in college, like, I think I was a sophomore at this point, And I was like, oh my God, like that really exists. I thought that was like, I knew right. it really existed, but growing up the way I grew up, I just, that wasn't a part i was an athlete like totally. i was an ib like i just didn't yeah i grew up around daytona and like a lot of my friends lived in like rough areas and stuff but like i didn't even when my parents got divorced my mom lived in a really rough area so when we'd go to stay with her but i just never saw that right like i saw fights and drinking and weed but i never saw like hard drugs and i remember being like you're not a, you can't have that mm-hmm. no one's allowed to have it so for you as a senior in high school you were kind of like against weed just because that's what was pushed on yeah, you yeah exactly and like uh my dad never really smoked it growing yeah. up uh and my that yeah. also blew my mind yeah when i found out that like, parents who grew up in the 60s and 70s were like potheads uh-huh. i was like Ugh, like you're not allowed to smoke like my yeah. parents are both drinkers uh-huh. but i was like they, you can't smoke and obviously drinking is way worse for you than totally. smoking is but in my head i was like that's so degenerate you're a pothead yeah and, that, and i think it was in for me it was like i feel like if i knew my dad did it i would be more comfortable yeah. like but because he didn't i was like oh weed it's like it's the gateway drug yeah. like, i don't want to i don't want to get and then like god and then i've, I've just snorted heroin and smoked crack <laughs> and i i still don't like weed i've done those things but so what's really the gateway yeah so did you you end up smoking and then you're like oh I like this yeah pretty okay. much I, I I started because I had gone to Northwestern early decision so yeah. I'm like I'm just chilling like the rest of like high school just not yeah so I'm like why don't I try this weed thing and I'm like <laughs> fucking amazing did you well yeah and you also like comic books and yeah. anime and stuff that's the perfect thing it for was it. perfect it made food taste delicious I yeah. was running a lot so like I couldn't put on any pounds it's like uh you remember in Dewey Cox like uh, you ever see that oh yeah, yeah. when he when, when he's going to we're smoking reefer in yeah here, Dewey. he goes you don't want none of this shit. He goes, well, I don't want to get addicted. You can't get addicted. <laughs> yeah. It'll ruin my life. It ruins nobody's <laughs> life. Uh, but to the point about weed, something happened to you uh-huh. with uh, a family member, your grandmother. That's right. Yeah. And that was the last story we were going to tell before we headed out. We might have to get you back on and talk more fucking I would love to. Anime, I'm comic books. We got to go through like the frat. Please. Sure there's a lot of frat <laughs> stories in there. So, but I, you sent me the story, so I definitely wanted to touch on it before you left. Uh-huh. So, what? Ha- how old are you when this happened? This is, um, I am twenty six. Okay, so yeah. this is a few years ago. A few years ago, and you're in, you're smoking weed re- uh-huh. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Everything's, I mean, it's legal in New York. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. And what happens? Take us through, like, what day is it? What's going on? Yeah, so basically, uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. and my grandma, this is my dad's mom, her and I were so close, like, yeah. super close. She lived in the Bronx growing up, like, her and my grandpa, and, like, we would, uh, my sister and I would always visit them. They would pick us up from Bronx Science, like, and my grandpa died when I was in high school, like, yeah. uh, my senior year. So, like, we were very close, but, like, he passed when I was 18, but my grandma, like, I was friends with into adulthood. Yeah. Like, we had that relationship. That's always, that's how I am with my grandma. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I still, one of my grandmas still around. She's 91. She's crushing it right now. Like, my, Tracy's grandma, 96. 96. And when we go, I, cause love my, those Jewish women. My, well, my, both my grandparents, uh, I have both my grandmothers left. Mm-hmm. Um, and one lives in Florida and one lives in Ohio. So I don't see them nearly as much. Uh-huh. I call the one in Florida probably once a week and the one in Ohio I call like every once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very close with my dad's mother. Right. But we go to see Tracy's grandma, uh-huh. Emma, and it's it's nuts, dude. Yeah. She's 96, and she's literally, like, has a schedule. 
amazing. She does like aerobics and stretching. What? And yoga. No lie. Dude. At 96? She goes, she like does a lot of stuff like via like Zoom and uh-huh. stuff. She goes to like these current event classes. That's so cool. And I'm like, oh, my, you're killing. You're doing yeah. more than I, well, not more, but you're doing as much as I am. Uh-huh. And I'm working two jobs and doing stand up and podcasting. And like she's doing the same amount of shit I'm doing. <laughs> So you, your grandmother and you are very close. Yeah. You see her all the time. See her all the time. Even into adulthood. Like you Even, come back yeah. from school, you can make sure to go see grandma. All the time. We talk Bubby? to her like- Bubby? Uh, we just call her grandma. Okay. But uh, yeah, we just talk Bubby's to her like a once thing. a week. What? Bubby's a thing. Bubby is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not for me. Yeah, just not. <laughs> not no, for me. Not what I'm doing. <laughs> but yeah, so we're very close. But like she's near the end at this point. She's almost 90. She's got dementia. Mm-hmm. She's got uh, oh, that's kidney the rough disease. One. Yeah. And my, like, one of my grandfathers had that. It's it's really tough. And it was very quick onset. Yeah. Like it was, it was like it took like four months to like really take form. Fuck. And at this point, she's in the hospital and we know it's kind of near the end. But I also like – but it's not like – it didn't seem like anything was imminent. Like yeah. I visited her that day in the hospital yeah. and she's like pretty – she was pretty far gone mentally. But we were still like – but, you know, she's still – But physically she's still – Physically yeah. she was still there, yeah. And so I – it was Memorial Day weekend, so it was a long weekend. And uh, See you later, Grandma. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> we had a huge barbecue planned like the next day, my friends. So one of my – my one buddy and I, we just decided like let's just stay in tonight – like, because we have this Where are you day. living at this point? I'm living in Murray Hill. Okay. Yeah. So you're still in Midtown. I'm still in Midtown. Are you living on your own or still with the- I'm living on my own. I just happen to be like five blocks from my parents. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And so my buddy yeah, they and I- the whole, They own the whole uh, avenue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was inappropriate. Uh, so, Who told? So you go home. You're having this big barbecue. And what happens? And so, uh, yeah. So the barbecue is the next day. So my buddy and I were like, let's just hang out, watch Tenacious D tonight. Yeah. Perfect time. Pick movie. a destiny. Uh, pick a destiny. Love, Love the it. movie. We get super high, and we're just, like, having a great time. We're eating Chinese food. And then I get the call from my mom (laughs) at, like, 9.45. And my mom goes to bed pretty early. And So you know someone's happening. I knew even before I picked up. And she was like, how do you pick up? So I pick up, and I'm like, the first thing that crosses my mind, I'm like, fuck, grandma passed. This sucks. And then the second thought was, I'm too high for this. <laughs> I am way too high for this. Did you and, tell your mom? No, I didn't tell her I was high, but I just like, I picked up and she was like, grandma passed. And I was like, oh my God. And I like. I have I, to go immediately. Yeah, I got on with my dad and I'm like, I'm so sorry, dad. He goes, no, it, it, it was it was happening. And, uh, and he's like, look, just, he goes, take the time tonight, come over tomorrow. And I'm thinking to myself, Thank God, because I just like yeah. I couldn't. I just couldn't handle the emotions with the amount of weed I had smoked. Like, come over now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, can we do this tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> and and then my sister calls me like right afterwards, and she's bawling, and I feel so terrible because I'm like trying to be the older brother for yeah. her and just like talk her through it because we were both so close to her. But at the same time, I like can't form words. <laughs> And I was like, I, I want, and like, yeah, it's I, bad, uh, bad. I yeah. guess it's really bad. And it's I told bad. her, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, my, my stomach hurts. I'm like, you could talk to, talk to my buddy. And I give her my buddy. You what? And he's, and he's high. He goes, yeah, I'm sorry, Brett. He's like, Brett's taking this really tough. And then, which I, which I was, but I also just couldn't talk. But to also, my yeah, yeah. And so, also like, stoned out of your mind, stoned out of my mind. And so we hang up, and then, and she's coming in from Philly to like, uh, to my parents the next day. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll just like talk to her then. And so my buddy, though, is in such a weird place, too, because he's like, I want to be here for you, man. But I'm also just high out of my mind, too. God. So he's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, 
let's just keep watching the movie. So would you, you just watch the movie and then the next day the everything was good? I like, I maybe I did mental gymnastics, but she was so funny. Like yeah. she just had a great sense of humor. So I'm like, if I watch this movie and I'm laughing, that's like a good way to Well, it's also her. hilarious that you're like your sister's bawling and you're trying to like talk her off the ledge, but yeah. you can't form sentences. I can't form sentences. I know in my mind I'm saying she loved you be so okay. much. It's yeah, going to be okay. Gonna she lived yeah. a long life. Like, like it's it. it but your um, words are like. Pizza and French fries. Yeah, but it was just like not even that. It was just like sounds. I was like, Ugh. And she, oh god! And she's like, "Boy, he's taking it tougher than." I. <laughs> well, on that note, plug everything one more time. The new podcast. Yes. Let everybody know social media. Secret Identity Podcast on YouTube and Instagram. The pregame comedy on Instagram. Brent Burnbaum on Instagram. Thanks for coming on, dude. dude this thank was you fun. so much for having me. Of this was course. awesome. At Brennan T Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one man show, which will be premiering on YouTube wide release in January. And then uh yeah, we'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>